And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. Remember, you can always find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. And on TuneIn Radio, if you go to the uh, the Car Doctor Radio app, you can you can click on it and get the live broadcast. And then uh, there's also uh, podcasts on that on that application as well, just like iTunes. Well, when it comes to going fast, there's probably nobody faster than I know, other than Bob Tasker the third, and and big doings up in uh, Epping, New Hampshire this weekend. Good morning, Bob, and welcome back to the Car Doctor program here in Boston. Morning, John. How you doing? It's great I'm, to be on your show. I'm am d- doing great. Uh, you know, when it co- you know, I said when it comes to going fast, you're one of the fastest guys I know. Uh, you know, routinely uh, doing 300 miles an hour in uh, in in your brand of hot rod. No question. These are the fastest cars on the planet. Uh, really spectacular, and the fans of uh, New England get to see us race this weekend. Uh, we'll be running today between uh, 1 and 3 and all day on Sunday, so come on out. Yeah, it's 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 always a great time. And I and I always kind of joke with people, for, for people like me, I think, that have, you know, ADD or something, drag racing is great because it lasts like four seconds. <laughs> four seconds, and then every ticket's a pit pass. You can come back in the pits and watch us tear these race cars down and get them ready for the next round. Yeah, and one thing about uh, one thing about Epping is, uh, if you haven't been up there in a while, there's been a, there's been a fair amount of work done. Uh, the the place looks great. Oh, they really improved the facility, and you know, it's one of the uh, one of the racetracks in the country where you can get as close to these cars as, as any other place, any any other racetrack in the country. You know, the stands are right there, and uh, it's quite an experience for the fans. And uh, and with you, your uh, Ford Ford decided to uh, drop out of uh, your class of drag racing, and uh, you had to go out and you had to go out and uh, find some new sponsors, right? Yeah, we put some stuff together. We're not running a full season this year, but we're working on some things for next year. Uh, PPG really stepped up to help us get us to New England. Uh, NewAutoParts.com. It's a OE. OEM parts site that you can buy parts online. It's, a, it's been a great supporter of our program. So we're fortunate to be out here for a handful of races, and you know, we'll see what next year brings. And you, you, couldn't, uh, you couldn't go to my boss, your buddy, Mark Shaw, and say, hey, how about putting a AAA sticker on that? Hey, listen, AAA has been real <laughs> good to me over the years. They were my very first sponsor, but they sponsor a, a guy by the name of Robert Height for many, many years in the fuel class, AAA, so... Uh, we'll see. You never yeah. know what happens in the future. Yeah, you never. You never. Well, if I if I see Mark wandering the building someday, I'll say to him. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of casually mention it to him. See see Very what we can good. do. Hey, listen, yeah. we'll see what we can yeah. cut yeah. in on a commission. You know. Yeah. Not? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, and, and let's talk a little bit about uh, about the class of drag racing you're in. I mean, it used to used to be quarter mile. It's uh, it's a thousand feet now. But you guys are you guys turn big big numbers in that thousand feet. What's you know what's what's typical speed in that thousand feet? Well, it's amazing how much faster we've gotten. You know, I was the first Ford driver to ever break the three second barrier in Chicago a few years ago. You know, I ran three point nine eight seconds at over three hundred and twenty miles per hour. And that was a big deal at the time. And now, you know, these cars run three-second runs in 1,000 feet almost every weekend. Mm. Uh, so it's just, it really shows the how this sport constantly evolves. And that was one of the reasons why I bring it back to 1,000 feet, uh, just to keep, keep us from going too fast. I mean, these cars have probably run over 350 miles per hour now if we ever went back to the quarter mile. Yeah, and I I remember I had the opportunity years back to talk to Don Gallich, who broke the two hundred mile an hour mark, and you know that was fast then, and you guys are you guys are adding you know fifty percent to that easily in that thousand feet. So phenomenal speeds. What kind of horsepower does your car produce? 
Well, we estimate somewhere around 10,000 horsepower. I mean, there's no dynamometer that can actually hold the engine for us to know for sure. But if you do a simple slide rule and you say, okay, the car weighs 2,575 pounds with me in it, it goes from a dead stop to, you know, 330 miles per hour, and it, uh, it comes out to a horsepower rating of close to 10,000. I, you know, everybody in the studio right now, when you said 10,000 horsepower, just laughed because it sounds, it sounds so unbelievable. 10,000 horsepower. Well, I mean, just think of some of the acceleration, rate, yeah. which for me is the, is the big deal in our class. Zero to 60 in a real fast car is three seconds. We go zero to 60 in a half second. And, and that's, that kind of puts it all into perspective. Yeah. <laughs> my, my producer, Marita, just sh- is shaking her head going, I... I can't imagine. Yeah, and and you're right. That zero to sixty and a half a second is literally a blur. It's a blur. Yeah, I mean, you don't as a driver, you don't really start driving them until uh, past sixty feet. I mean, the, the first hit of the car, there's so much going on. The car is accelerating so hard, but then it clears up, and mm. you really have an opportunity to, um, you know, to really drive these things. I mean, if you stand at the finish line and look back, you'll see these cars move around. And trust me, the drivers aren't holding the steering wheel straight. We're doing everything we can to keep these race cars in the center of the racetrack. Yeah, it, it really does. And, you know, when when you first started out, the different classes you went through, how long did it take for you to feel confident, you know, getting in getting in these, you know, monster-powered cars? It, it had to take had to take a little bit. Oh, it took, it took a lot of runs. Yeah. My first year in fuel when I went to Bristol, I mean, heck, I think that was like the eighth race of the season. And my crew chief was getting, getting upset with me because I was shutting the car off after the finish line. So, so I, I took him outside. I said, Chris, show me on the ground how much past the finish line I'm shutting the car off. And he said, oh, you're probably 60, 70 feet. And I said, Chris, I'm thrilled. He says, why are you thrilled? I said, Chris, I don't even see the finish line. I didn't <laughs> see it. So yeah. if I'm only 60 feet after it, I feel like that's an accomplishment. But, uh, you know, now, you know, years under my belt of racing, it's amazing how things slow down and you're able to really uh, predict the finish line. Yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's uh, you know, when, when I look at, you and people like you, you guys are true athletes when you're in these cars because there is so much going on and it happens so quick. And you got to, you guys got to be have besides the lightning reflexes, you guys got to be in great physical condition. Yeah, well, there's a lot that goes on in these cars, and you know, I tell people all the time that there was a hard to drive. It's well, let me tell you something. You got to really pay attention, and that's uh, that's what it comes down to. You can't overdrive them. You can't ever think that uh, you're in total control. Uh, because that object and that race car has got a mind of its own and accelerating so hard, so fast. And as a driver, sometimes you got to know when to shut them off uh, to regain control. But uh, there's a lot happening, I can say that much. Yeah, it really is. And uh, for people who don't know the Tasca name, your, your, your family is a legendary name uh, with uh, uh, Ford and now several other lines of car dealerships uh, around southern New England. And, uh, and I was uh, talking to, I guess, an old friend of your grandfather's uh marty shore who's doing a book about the tasca family yeah no absolutely we've uh, we've grown you know our family has grown and you know we love ford we we've always been with ford we always will be with ford uh, but clearly uh they represent x percent of the market and yep. as my family has grown we've added uh, you know gmc and buick and, and nissan and uh, dodge chrysler jeep to our to our lineup mm. and uh, we continue to add brands no that, that's great i think the last time i Talk to you, you were also becoming a pilot? Yes, yes, I actually am a pilot. Uh, call me Captain Bob now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got my uh, pilot's license working on my instrument rating. I got a 
a Cirrus SR22. It's a it's a 200 mile power plane. It's a little slower than what I'm used to, but man, it's a whole lot lot of fun to fly. And uh, people always ask me, they say, "What do you like better, your plane or your race car?" I said, "Well, you know, the race car is pretty extraordinary, but but it's over in 3.9 seconds. Yeah. You really don't get to enjoy it that much. I said, at least in the airplane, you can have a little bit more fun." Yeah, it 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 uh, it always it always sounds great. And uh, NHRA uh, uh, televised on ESPN two, right? Yep, tonight it will be on ESPN two, and uh, tomorrow afternoon for the final. Hey, Bob, thanks for taking time out of your Saturday. I know you guys are busy, and it's it's uh, it's all the big names. You, John Force is up there. Uh, Courtney Force is up there. All the all the top all the top, all all the the top names, names are up there, right? Yeah, Tony Pedregon, Tony Schumacher, they're all up there. So. If you're listening and you got some time to kill today and tomorrow, come on up. It sounds like a good time. Bob, thanks again, and talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. That was Bob Tasker III. He is from the Tasker family. Uh, I met his grandfather uh, years ago. Uh, he actually was a speaker at the uh, Ford AAA Auto Skills uh, dinner we had down in Rhode Island, and he came in and... The people from Ford who were there were from Ford Motor Company were a younger group, and all they they knew him. They didn't know him, kind of in a historical sense. And I remember talking to somebody about him, and they said, "No, you don't understand. Bob Tasca has the direct phone number to the Ford family, and when he wants to get stuff done, he calls up the Ford family, and they take his phone call." So he was very, very well connected with the Ford family to the point where he developed some cars or developed the concept of some cars for Ford. And one of them was the original Taurus SHO. He took a Ford Taurus. He liked the car. He put a high-performance V6 engine in it. And that was what was the base for the Taurus SHO. And he did that with uh, several vehicles. And they run something at their Ford dealership called the Mod Shop where you can buy... uh, you can buy a, a new Ford Mustang, a Shelby Ford Mustang, and they will do other modifications to it to make it even go faster. And if you want, they'll sell you a fully completed Factory 533 Ford Coupe or uh, any one of the Factory 5 cars, as far as I know. So they can put those cars together for you. They're, in a, they're an assembler for uh, Dave Smith and Factory 5. So they're, they're, a, they're a company with a lot of history. And Marty Shore, who used to be the uh, uh, one of the GM... PR people, and I believe he might have had something to do with one of the magazines. Um, he is—he was a guy who uh, his—he wrote a book some time ago about uh, the history of some high-performance cars. And recently, I found out that he's actually writing a book about the Tasca family. So, when that book is done, we got to get Marty on the program to talk about that. Uh, Marty's Marty's enjoying himself down in Florida. But he's writing books, and he, he has he started something called the Sarasota Car Club, similar to Herb Chambers' Cars and Coffee, where he gets together with some folks down there. And I've seen some of the pictures of uh, this uh, the cars that show up for the Sarasota uh, Breakfast Club. There's some pretty impressive cars down there, so uh, some pretty good stuff. Our phone number is 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Why don't we take... A break and pay some bills. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston.
Austin. When it comes to your car, AAA is the place for everything automotive. From buying a car to taking care of your vehicle on the road, AAA is the expert you can rely on and trust. If you're researching and buying a new or used vehicle, the AAA auto buying program is a great tool. AAA members receive guaranteed pricing on new and used vehicles and save an average of $3,000 on new cars. When it comes to financing your purchase, look to AAA for competitive low rates. Once your vehicle's on the road, AAA auto insurance protects you in the event of a crash with excellent coverage and competitive rates. You can even purchase an extended warranty that will help cover you if your vehicle is in need of repair. For repairs or maintenance for your vehicle, AAA has an extensive network of approved auto repair facilities. If your windshield gets damaged, AAA Auto Glass can repair or replace it. And when you really need help on the road, AAA Roadside Assistance is there 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Whether you need a flat tire changed, a dead battery jumped, or a tow. So for everything and anything automotive, go to AAA.com slash everything auto. Our world is filled with pressures, with life racing forward at breakneck speeds, with barely a moment to reflect on the goodness and the glory of God. Alton Bay Christian Conference Center is the place where you and your group can leave those pressures behind. This beautiful and serene sanctuary, located in New Hampshire, offers the ideal setting for church camps, conferences, and even weddings for the summer. Perhaps you have a special speaker or a concert plan. Have the event at Alton Bay and combine the joy of the event with the pleasure of being surrounded by the glory of God's creation with fishing, hiking, and lots of outdoor recreation. Rates are very reasonable and include meals, individual cottages, motels, and dorm-style accommodations. Find out more online at altonbay.org or call for more details today at 603-875-6161. That's 603-875-6161. Alton Bay Christian Conference Center. Alton Bay, New Hampshire, is waiting to serve you. Are you looking for the best deal on tires? You can trust Danvers Auto Engineering to deliver. From brand names at the best price to tire services to back up your new tire purchase. At Danvers Auto Engineering, we take great care to deliver complete customer satisfaction. Ready to shop for tires? Check out our online tire catalog and get instant pricing on our website. Go to DanversAuto.com. That's DanversAuto.com. You can trust Denver's Auto Engineering to deliver. You're listening to The Car Doctor. Back to the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. Well, last Saturday when we left here, we went up to the In Control Driver Training Program, and they run they run a great course up there. It was four and a half hours. It started at one o'clock, ended around four thirty. Uh, they have replaced their Volvos with Honda Accords now, so brand new Honda Accords. They were saying that they typically 
put a set of tires on, I think, every month or every week, and they put a set of brakes on every month and a set of brake rotors on, like every other brake job or something, because the cars do get some abuse in that time. Uh, but they start you off with a little bit of classroom. They do a pre-quiz uh, that uh, they, they want to see, you know, give you a chance to see what you know. And then they take you out for sort of a demonstration run. The class was about seven people, six, seven people. It was a smaller class. There was, there was, um, there was us. There was a guy who was probably in his mid-20s, maybe. There was two kids that were in their, I think they were just driving age. They were 16, 17. I asked, their father was there, and I asked him why they signed up the kids and they said, and he told me his older daughter went there a few years ago, and it really helped her, so he wanted to have his other kids go through it. There was another woman there with her daughter who just got her license, and then there was another woman who was closer to our age. And so it was, it was a nice mix of class. It wasn't all kids. Uh, it was a nice mix of class. Nice, uh, I think, mix of kind of enthusiasm. There was three, there was a classroom instructor and two on-road instructors, uh, a guy and a girl. Uh, they took you through uh, various drills, uh, whether it was sort of a um, how anti-lock brakes work, safe following distance, uh, how your car will perform better if you have to make an evasive maneuver and step on the brakes and let the anti-lock brakes do the same thing. That was something I will say that I didn't agree with at first. Because in winter driving, it's always, they always say try to steer out of trouble, not try to brake out of trouble. So by stepping on the brake, it was always my impression by stepping on the brake, you could actually cause a skid and you would lose steering control. What they demonstrated was, at least on dry pavement, that when you stepped on the brake like that, you actually put all the weight, the, the, the weight of the car shifts on the nose, you get more steering control, which is, which is good, and you're able to, so they did the demonstration with and without the brakes. Now, both times you could get the car to be under control, one time you almost got tossed out the window, and one of the things was, what does the seatbelt do? And it holds the passengers in place, that's one of the things the seatbelts do. So it was, for, I've I haven't been to this course before, but I've been to courses similar to this. And so it wasn't new information for me, but that one, uh, it's, it's generally called a block lane maneuver where you drive down and all of a sudden you have to go left or right really quickly as if a car just stopped in front of you and you had an opportunity to swerve left or right on, out of the way. And I've done that before. When AAA teaches that, we do it at 25 miles an hour. When in control teaches that, they do it at speeds up to 65 miles an hour. So they do it at speeds that approach actually highway speeds, which is much more realistic. Of course, you need to have this big course area to be able to do it. Uh, I found the program very worthwhile. I, I think uh, uh, drivers of all ages should give it a shot and try it out. It's... Um, you can, you can check out their website. It's called driveincontrol.org, and they have, a, they have a lot of information on there. 
Also, many insurance companies also will give you a discount if you take this program. I'm not sure about Commerce Insurance, the one that I'm insured with. I'm waiting to hear back on that. But you do get a certificate, and they're pretty, they're pretty specific about uh, you have to complete all the drills up to their, up to their um, satisfaction before they'll issue a certificate. So you do have to do that. So, um, but it's it's a uh, it's certainly it's certainly a good program. Uh, certainly, you know, check it out. They are also, from what I understand, what they were talking about the other day, that I went up to North Andover, the old Lucent Technology Building up in North Andover, and that's where we took the course. That's also where the one of the motorcycle schools teaches their program because they were doing the same thing, but. It's my understanding in the next month or so, they're going to be coming back to the South Shore to the old South Weymouth Naval Base. Uh, they're going to have, so they're going to have a couple locations. And they also have other locations they use periodically, too. So I, I found the program a, a great program. If you're thinking for your college kid, your high school kid, your grandkids, instead of giving them, you know, a gift certificate to go, you know, out to some fancy restaurant or to buy a new Xbox... I think this is a better thing. And, Marita, when you went, you you described it as, I believe, life-changing? <laughs> yeah, no, it was very helpful. Yeah. It, it was definitely something that was kind of eye-opening. That It seems like you kind of just, it's like muscle memory. It just yeah. kind of sticks in your mind. Yeah, so it's one of those things that, um, you know, I, I got you to go after you had your winter incident. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll just yeah. call it that. Yeah. We'll just call it the winter incident. <laughs> yeah. Our phone number is 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Let's go to line one to Rich. Rich. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing fine for a Saturday. No complaints. Good. Got a tough one for you. You Uh-oh. solved problems for me before, so okay. I, I, I'll throw another one at you. All right. Okay. 05 Corvette. Yeah. Bought it new. Six speed. 15,000 miles. Clutch goes to the floor and does not come up when I get it home in the driveway. I've heard several opinions, you know, on the net. Mm-hmm. Nothing concrete that I can try to say. I've heard everything from replace the whole clutch to uh, fluid that's uh, black and so forth. So I, I don't know where to go from here. It, yeah. it isn't going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a full hydraulic clutch, so there's not like a, a spring or anything. Um, so it sounds like, I mean, if I had to guess, I would say it's a bad clutch master cylinder. Okay. Um, you know, just, just a guess, but I would, but, you know, one way to be able to do that is you, you, need, to, you need to get under it and take a look and, and, and see, you know, when you, when, you step on, when you step on the clutch pedal, are, you know, are you forcing fluid to the slave cylinder that, you know, that sits that sits underneath there. The problem is the slave cylinder is not in a pretty place. No, it's it's inaccessible. Yeah, officially. yeah, and that's and that's part of the problem. But I believe you can get to the bleeder screw. Okay. Uh, for the for the slave cylinder, I don't I don't know that uh, you have to uh, pull the transmission out to get to the slave cylinder. But I don't. I don't know that because they're all a little bit different, but that may be that may be the case. Uh, but that way, at least you can see, and that uses a bunch of quick connect lines that that connect from the clutch uh, master cylinder. But 
it's what you would need to see is is the master cylinder pushing enough fluid around and uh, like I said I'm pretty sure to just bleed off the clutch cylinder you can do that without too much trouble to replace the slave cylinder for instance it's a 10 hour job it's a, you know you have to take the transmission out that's what yeah. you told me yeah yeah exactly and and to do the the uh, the clutch master cylinder uh, I, you know that that is still not the easiest job in the world but it's only 4 hours and it's actually much less expensive than the slave cylinder so uh, again, it's something that you know. Once it's replaced, uh, you do need to you do need to bleed it all off and uh, you know put it all put it all back together. But usually, when you hear of a, a clutch pedal going to the floor and and doing nothing, it's usually because either something physically broke, a, a connection broke, or the master cylinder is just not doing the job. Because usually, what happens if you have a bad slave cylinder, you can usually sort of pump it up so if you you know pushed and pushed and pushed on the on the uh, clutch pedal you know even with your hand pushed and pulled pushed and pulled with yep. your hand you would get something to happen so by that it sounds more like you have a bad uh clutch master cylinder okay okay sounds great all right save your <laughs> you know and you know part of the problem might be besides old contaminated fluid i hate to say it a little bit of lack of use yeah, I don't drive it very much. Yeah. Uh, you know, it sits for the winter. And yep. uh, so I, I really, as I say, it's only got f just under 15,000 yep. miles. A very easy driving. Yeah. No. I, I was talking, and, and being a Corvette guy, you might appreciate this or it'll make you cry one or the other. <laughs> I was talking to a, a school teacher the other day, and he was telling me about his father in law has a 19, I think it's a 1990. ZR1 Corvette, the one, the first year they had the Mercury Marine engine in it, and the car, the car sat in his garage. It had 49 miles on it, and it never had an oil change. So he drove it to this guy drove it to his house where he has a lift, warmed up the engine with a heat lamp to try to get the sludge and you know old oil out of it, drained the oil, brought it back. When he brought it back, it had 54 miles on it, and his father-in-law wouldn't talk to him because it rolled over 50. And I guess the thing is, the tires are all dry rotted on it, but but the but the car only has you know under fifty five miles on it, oh and and it never gets it's never driven. And I said to this guy Bill, I said you know maybe maybe someday you'll get to inherit inherit the car. And he said I don't think so. I don't think he's giving it to anybody. So yeah, that's a great story. Yeah. I love it. Okay, listen, thanks again. All right, take care. Good luck yep. with it. Bye bye. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven. 770 30 30. Let's talk to Rick. Hey, Rick. Hey there. Uh, hey there. I got the day off today. <laughs> hey, look at you. Yeah. And that. Um, I got, uh, I, when I started driving, it, was a, it wasn't unheard of for people to carry uh, a gallon or two of gas in their trunk, you know, for emergency purposes. Right. You know, back then, when you get 20, 25 miles to the gallon on a good car. Mm. <laughs> and um, I had a crazy thought, and you know how a lot of, you know, hybrids and electric cars, now, would one of those um, battery jump start packs or something similar, or do they have anything out in the market for in case your uh, electric car or hybrid ran out of battery power, you could just plug it into the power port and make a few miles to your well, plug-in station? Well, a hybrid, a hybrid, as long as it never runs out of gas, you're fine. Yeah, so you're never going to have to worry about that. A true electric car, like a... 
uh, a Leaf or uh, the the new uh, the new Kia Electric or a Tesla for that matter. What happens when you start getting really low on electricity? They really start to warn you you're going to run out. But you would yeah. need you would need a uh, a generator that put out 440 volts to actually. If you plugged it in, and then you would need to plug it in for 20 minutes or so to be able to get any power back in that battery to charge it back up again. So, well, I'm just uh, kind of, so kind of wondering if you're somebody in an emergency situation could do something like that. But no, uh, not like that. Fun. But but I have seen people with home-built electric cars, and even BMW with the i3 and the i8 have the rough equivalent of something like a generator that is used to extend the battery range. But I saw somebody with a home-built um, electric car, and they were actually had a little trailer behind it, and they had a good-sized Honda generator they were towing. And the Honda generator was really just running to try to maintain the electric, the electric battery. But no, it would take more than a jump-start pack to do it. Uh, even across the country, AAA, we're starting to look at... Um, where electric car sales are a little bit higher, not Massachusetts so much because we don't have that many of them, but out in California and some other states, we actually have road service trucks that will provide a 20-minute jump start to get somebody another 15 or 20 miles to head home. Oh, good, uh, Matt. Uh, I didn't hear. Did you answer my crazy question last week? I don't remember. Tell me what it was, and I'll find out. Well, you know how they have um, car seats for cars for kids? Oh, yeah. Do they have... Yeah. Do they have them for motorcycles? No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> in, in, in fact, even um, car seats actually have to be approved for airline use, too. Yeah. They actually have to be tagged, you know, FAA compatible or something like that for airline use. So, no, they don't, they don't, have, any, they don't have anything for, uh, never seen, I've never seen car seats. But then again, I guess, uh, you know, I guess you could put a kid in a sidecar, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a crazy thought. Yeah, not, yeah, let's, let's, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll kind of... That, that, not to say that you have crazy thoughts, but that's right up there with the remote car starter for a motorcycle. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, you know, the, the guys over at, the guys over at um, you know, Auto Toys over at Randolph said, we can put one in, but then he looked at me and went, I'm not sure why, though. But he said, we could put one in, you know, wouldn't, you know, we could put a remote car starter in anything, but I don't know why, it wouldn't be like you could warm it up or cool it off, so, yeah, but anyway. Well, if you have a Harley, you have to let it warm up a little bit. A uh, little bit. Before you take it down the road, where my Honda, I could turn around and just drive away. Yeah, well, you know, you got you guys in the Hondas are show-offs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rick, take care. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye-bye. We need to take another break. If you would like to join us, 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. we got a couple lines open just for you. We'll be right back. WROL Boston. 
When it comes to your car, AAA is the place for everything automotive. From buying a car to taking care of your vehicle on the road, AAA is the expert you can rely on and trust. If you're researching and buying a new or used vehicle, the AAA Auto Buying Program is a great tool. AAA members receive guaranteed pricing on new and used vehicles and save an average of $3,000 on new cars. When it comes to financing your purchase, look to AAA for competitive low rates. Once your vehicle's on the road, AAA Auto Insurance protects you in the event of a crash with Excellent coverage and competitive rates. You can even purchase an extended warranty that will help cover you if your vehicle is in need of repair. For repairs or maintenance for your vehicle, AAA has an extensive network of approved auto repair facilities. If your windshield gets damaged, AAA Auto Glass can repair or replace it. And when you really need help on the road, AAA Roadside Assistance is there 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Whether you need a flat tire changed, a dead battery jumped, or a tow. So for everything and anything automotive, go to AAA.com slash everything auto. Coastal Heating and Air Conditioning is your go-to place for all of your heating and cooling needs. Owner Mike Francione and his team have you covered. Yeah, we can take care of any heating, air conditioning, and refrigeration needs. Mostly hot air, forced hot air systems, gas we work on. And we do a lot of uh, Mitsubishi ductless systems. Now, Mike, you are helping families actually save money by installing ductless systems in their homes. Is that right? If you install this in your home, you can save up to 40% on your energy costs. You install these in your house. We can have it up and running in one day. Mm-hmm. We're not cutting holes in your house. There's no messes and there's no noise. That's the greatest thing about it. That is fantastic. So if you are someone who wants to improve the heating or cooling in your home or business and save money in the future, Give Mike at Coastal Heating and Cooling a call at 617-770-0636 or visit them on the web at CoastalAHR.com today. The Great Molasses Flood of 1919, they were there. The Prue pierces the skyline, 1964, they were there. 2004, Boston Baseball reigns supreme again, they were there. They were there when Starrow Drive opened in 1951, and when the first flight landed at Logan in 1923, they were there. They've been here for a hundred years of Boston, uniquely Boston, City of Boston Credit Union. Memberships open to anyone living or working in Suffolk or Norfolk counties. And when it comes to loans, when you need a loan, there's no place like City of Boston Credit Union. They are there, there for you. Home loans, vehicle, tuition, energy and personal, City of Boston Credit Union, 617-635-4545. City of Boston Credit Union is NMLS number 403469 equal housing lender. Visit cityofbostoncu.com for more. City of Boston Credit Union, uniquely Boston. Hey, it's Kurt here. And if you're like me, you're passionate about your ride. The Interstate All-Battery Center in Woburn has the most powerful and reliable batteries for your bike. Let us help you make sure the rides stay fun. Stop by and take advantage of our free battery and charging system check. We're in Woburn at 30 Nashua Street, directly off Montvale. You can check us out online at interstatebattery.com slash Woburn or give us a call at 800-649-3662. Now, let's get back to the car doctor, John Paul. Not. By the way you 
This song has nothing to do with Corvettes. But anyway, it's, it sounds good. But uh, our phone number is 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. Let's talk to Charlie. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, John Paul. How are you, sir? Oh, still breathing. There you go. Good. There you go. I'm going, I'm going to a 90th birthday party today. <laughs> Whose? Well, the buddy, we grew up together. We both got out of the service and rode bikes. Oh, there you go. He's now, 90 and still drives a hog. Now, you're you're close, right? Well, I'm 88 and a half. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's not 90. <laughs> not yeah. quite. You, 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 you sound like a guy of 50. Well, sound sounds good. All right. <laughs> One quick question. Sure. My daughter has a 2013 Toyota Camry with a four-cylinder. Yeah. And on the free oil changes, uh, they'd be 10,000 with synthetic. Yeah. Uh, what do you think... She when should she change their oil right, really with synthetic? You know, it, it's kind of funny. We had to replace my wife's car, and we replaced it with a Volkswagen, and it uses synthetic. And they give you the first year of maintenance free, which You're is right. one oil change at 10,000 miles. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm going to go 10,000 miles. I think I'm going to – I kind of like twice a year – 5,000 miles is pretty good because what I'm more worried about is the oil gets a little bit of contamination, but even more than that, every car is going to burn a little bit of oil, and right. at 10,000 miles, if you don't check it, it could be down three quarts by the time you time it goes in for an oil change. So yeah. for me, I would want to do it. I would want to do it more often than that. Yeah, yeah, because. She's supposed to bring in it every ten. By the time she gets there, it's almost eleven. Yeah, yeah. I would, tr I would try to get her to do it a little bit earlier than that. Is right. ten thousand yeah. miles once a year for her? Or? No, no. That's no? probably at least twice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if she's doing it twice a year, maybe. But I would still ten thousand miles. Is, is, even even to me who believes in longer oil changes now, ten thousand right. is a long time to go. Long. And even though synthetic oils a lot better than regular oil. Right. It's still, you know, it still suffers a little bit. I like yeah. to do an oil change just before the hot yeah. weather hits because oil oil contributes to about 25% of engine cooling. Correct. Yeah, so you know, if you're down if you're yeah. down a quart and a half of oil, you can see the oil, you can yeah. see the engine temperature start to go up. So oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Now, how about this uh, synthetic blend oil? I use that in my focus yeah, I mean, you know, it's fine for that. I'm, I'm kind of go one way or the other. I kind of like go conventional or synthetic. Right. And I'm not all that, the oil people probably hate me, but I'm not all that fussy brand-wise. If I can buy Castrol synthetic, I like to get it. Yeah. But I've also put Walmart synthetic in, and I wondered about that. I, I looked at it and I said, yeah, you, know, who, you know, who makes Walmart? And I went over, it's made by Shell. So I mean, it's you know, it, is it is it made to a s different standard than Shell oil? I bet they just put it in a jug, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Charlie. All right, and tell your buddy happy birthday for me. Yeah, I will. Bye. All right. Bye now. And a couple of birthdays. Uh, uh, your my sister-in-law Ellen. It's her birthday. 
So happy birthday to her. My sister's birthday is tomorrow, my sister Kathy. And and Kathy Elliott's birthday is tomorrow. So it's a whole birthday club weekend. And it was Marita's birthday a couple weeks ago. A week ago. Yeah. Big 2-5 for Marita. <laughs> Let's talk to Bobby from Bradford. Good morning, Bob. Hey. Uh, how many of you remember way back, I say, in the... Uh, about 1970 or so, there was a point where manufacturers were saying uh, you can change the oil filter every other oil change. Do you remember that at I, all? Oh, of course. Of course. And, and I remember working in a garage that people, you, you'd come in and you'd say to somebody, oh, you're coming in for an oil change. Oh, did you want to change the filter with that? And yeah, you would do an oil filter every other, every other oil change. Um, now just, you know, and I, and I don't remember how expensive or not oil filters were back then, but for, you know, three, four, five. Oil itself, oil itself was under a dollar a quart. Yeah, but that was, that was, that was 19, you know, that was the, you know, late 60s, early 70s. That's probably, you know, I don't know what that would translate into today's prices, but, uh, but oil, you know, the oil, the 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 oil quality I think is so much better now than it was just forty years ago. So, but I I think I think it's a, you know for the short amount of money that it is for an oil filter, even these canister style filters are a little bit more of a pain to get to. Uh, I think it's important to change the oil filter. But oh yeah, I absolutely remember that people would say, hey look, you know I want to I want to do an oil change or not do the filter or um, you know and and even a, a little bit of you know there was some of that. You know, seven seven ninety five oil change, and it, all of a sudden it became you know twelve ninety five with the oil filter or something. You know, back then. So, hey, uh, I was going to say uh, a few weeks ago you were talking around uh, foot pounds or pound uh, feet. Pound feet. Oh yeah. Now, uh, in automobile magazines, they consistently say uh, pound feet, and. Uh, uh, However, uh, as far as using the product of the two, which is the important thing, yep. uh, it doesn't make any difference whether you multiply A times B or B times A in algebra, the product is still the same. So uh, as far as trivia is concerned, yes, you you got somebody uh, very technically correct when you yeah. say, uh, but, but uh, things can be... Uh, funny that way because many years ago I was working for the government and Jimmy Carter was going to convert America to a metric system and they started putting up signs on the road saying kilometers per hour yep, for the speed yep, limit. Yep. And uh, I was reading these different booklets about the different terms. Now a lot of people say uh, gigahertz for frequency and uh and this here book that Jimmy Carter's people put out, it said gigahertz. That, that's really? The, that's the way you pronounce it. So, you know, six of one thing and half a dozen of another. Yeah, I, I, uh, I agree with you. I, I heard the other day that uh, Rhode Island's Lincoln Chafee, uh, who's running for president, wants to, wants to instate the metric system in the United States if he becomes president. Yeah, well, that's interesting because... Uh, 
I, I remember working on cars and everything. Uh, you, you started to have to have uh, two kinds of sockets. The absolutely. Metric sockets yep. and the regular ones. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, and, and, and then if you worked on an English car, you had to have whatever they used. Yeah. Sterling, I don't know, whatever but, they had. Something but similar. I, I think, in retrospect, we probably should have changed over with the rest of the world because a lot of automobiles, uh, they're sort of hypocrites anyway because, if you remember, uh, they, they were designating uh, uh, wheel and rim sizes uh, by inches in diameter and m- millimeters in width. Yeah. So that's inconsistent, right there. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I, you know, just tell me how big it is, and then I'll find the right socket for it. <laughs> you know, and sometimes <laughs> you can transpose one to another if you get one close enough. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hey Bob, thanks a lot for your comment. Right. All right. Take care. Bye bye now. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. Let's talk to Paul from Braintree. Hey Paul. Good morning, John Paul. How are you? Oh, good, fine, and uh, congratulations on your extended uh, hours. Yeah, we haven't quite got it all sorted out yet, so we're stumbling through the first half hour, but we'll figure it out. Sounds okay to me. All right. Um, coming through clear. So, the uh, uh, A couple months ago, I wrote to you about uh, the uh, Volvo, Volvo reflector paint that they were using on bikes. Oh, yeah, I, and I saw it come up in an article uh, again recently, too. Well, it was on Channel 4 yep. uh, this week. Yeah. They showed it on Channel 4. Um I guess you can only still get it from Volvo, and it's only in limited supply. Mm. Um, and people are using it, I guess, on their on their bike clothing as well. Why wouldn't they use it on like reflector strips on the side of a of a car as well? You would yeah, that, I have uh, I have I have no idea. the The other thing I saw that was sort of interesting, and it was I mean, this is way off in the future, but it it showed a car, and I want to say it might have been a Volvo, but I don't remember. And it had sensors built in into the side doors. And when you looked over at the side door of your car on the inside, it actually made it almost look like an X-ray. And you could see like somebody walking or or riding or you know something hidden kind of under the window line. So wow. you know Volvo's got some crazy ideas. I mean, they want to try to eliminate all you know all vehicle fatalities in the next couple of years and they're coming up with all these different safety innovations and i don't know why you wouldn't put this uh you know this uh, volvo paint on everything that moves and doesn't move you know yeah exactly yeah. dog yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the um well, that's actually if you had a coat on it would be pretty yeah, yeah no good. no it's a uh, good idea uh i have a question about my own car but sure who owns volvo now it's a chinese company Geely, I think, is how you pronounce it. Are and, they made in China or are they made in Sweden? Uh, it is. They're they're not made in China. In fact, Volvo. I just I just pulled an article or paper. It says Volvo plant to build vehicles uh, popular here in the U.S. It says Charleston, North Carolina. Volvo will build the vehicles they sell the best in the United States at its new factory, uh, but not the new uh, XC90 crossover. I guess that's still going to be built in in Sweden. But yeah, they're not they're not building they're not building anything in China. And from what I talked to the uh the the folks from Volvo, one of the best things they like about being owned by this Chinese company is the Chinese company have left them alone and they're just letting them build cars. Oh good. Yeah. I mean, I, it seems like Volvo's kind of just Almost dropped out of the picture. Uh, a little, a little bit, but they're starting to come back with some new models and some new technology. But it, it's interesting when Volvo was owned by Ford. Ford tried to step in and tried to make 
Volvo more like Ford and a little bit Ford something like Volvo, and it just wasn't a good idea. It didn't it didn't work. They wanted Ford wanted control, and now with the Chinese company, I guess they figured, hey, they're doing okay, they're making money, leave them alone, and yeah. we'll just uh, we'll give them money to do development. So uh, I guess and it segues into my yeah. question. I guess um, Ford tried to do that with Monster. Uh, a little bit, but they, they although they, they owned the majority share of stock at the time, mm-hmm. it was more of a one-way street where they were just taking more from Mazda than they were, you know, they were taking, yeah. you know, you kind of looked at the different models and they were much more, the, the Ford models that were like Mazda were much more Mazda than anything in the other direction. Oh, so, yeah, I remember yeah. they pulled the dipstick one time in my uh, Mazda 6, and I think it says Ford on it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, with the, that's the question I want to ask. Uh, my 2009 Mazda 6, um, the mileage is just about, I'm lucky if I can get 19 miles to the gallon. It's a four cylinder. Mm -hmm. I change the oil all the time Mm -hmm. because it has a high compression engine. Is there anything I can do to improve the mileage on it? No, not really. Not really. Just, I mean, just all the stuff you're usually doing, you know, just, you know, it's the, it may be the kind of driving you're doing. It may be, you you know, but, you know, other than, you know, properly inflated tires and, mm-hmm. you know, regular maintenance and, you know, easy on the gas, easy on the brake. Yep. That's about it. What is it? Is that the, because it, it says like 21, 22 miles on the sticker that, that came with the car, mm. you know, but that, you know. Yeah. Your mileage will vary. Yeah. And yeah. I, um, you know, because it, you know, I've taken good care of it. Mm. I probably change the oil more than I should. Um, do the every 3,000 miles. Yep. And deflate the tires. So I seem to do everything. Uh, yeah, it uh, may it may just be the type of driving you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't do much yeah. highway driving. Yeah, that, and that, that, could be, that could be part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if you went on, you know, if you reset your mileage meter or, you know, did a real fuel mileage thing and kind mm-hmm. of, you know, took a took a ride up to New Hampshire some weekend, and you know, spent a lot of time on the highway, and came back. You know, and then kind of average it all together. You'd probably do. You'd probably be surprised how good the mileage is. Yeah, probably. I did uh, last uh, fall. I went out to uh, Pennsylvania, and it was. I guess it was much better because it was all highway. All, all highway, and and, yeah. and also pretty good cruising until you get up into the mountains, probably. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Actually, I handled it. I had a Volvo last time I did that, and. <laughs> I had to get out and push. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was a four-cylinder yeah. Yeah. 40, which was seriously underpowered. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but generally the car is good, but I just, you know, I, you know, I just wondered whether... Uh, no, there's really no. You're sort of stuck. With, you're st- sort of stuck with 19, I think. So yeah, okay. Is Camry about the same for mileage? Too? Um, yeah, it's probably in that 19, 20, 21, yeah, something yeah, okay. like that. Yeah, I mean, but you yeah. keep seeing. Yeah, um, but out, out on the highway, better. I mean, uh, the uh, we we need to take a break and come back. Okay. And, uh, are you, but are you, it's, gonna do, are you ever going to do a review quickly on the Mazda Miata? That's it. Uh, when the new one comes out, yeah, I hope to. It's not out yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. They've, uh, there's been a few people that have driven it, and they say it's really nice. Oh yeah, yeah. The old, the old one, phenomenal little car. Every time, every time our press association votes on its favorite affordable convertible, the Miata always wins. Yeah, it looks, yeah. it looks tempting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, we gotta thanks. get going. Bye. All right, Thank take care. Much, we need to take another break. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. We'll be right back.
WROL Boston. Hi, this is Paul Sullivan of the Sullivan Tire Company. General Tire is celebrating their 100th anniversary. To help celebrate that milestone, we are putting all General Tires on sale. Just in time for summer road trips and in honor of Sullivan Tire's 60th anniversary, buy any four General Tires and get a $60 instant rebate from Sullivan Tire. The savings don't stop there. Buy any four Continental Tires and get a $40 instant rebate from Sullivan Tire, plus a $70 mail-in rebate. There's more. Buy three, get the fourth tire free on our Sullivan Value line of tires. And don't forget, our ASC certified expert mechanics are standing by to get your car ready for the summer driving season. We do it all. Oil changes, tune-ups, brakes, mufflers, batteries, belts, wheel alignments, and that all-important air conditioning service. See SullivanTire.com. For over 60 years, our family has been serving New England motorists. Thank you for trusting us with your vehicle and letting us grow alongside your family. When it comes to your car, AAA is the place for everything automotive. From buying a car to taking care of your vehicle on the road, AAA is the expert you can rely on and trust. If you're researching and buying a new or used vehicle, the AAA auto buying program is a great tool. AAA members receive guaranteed pricing on new and used vehicles and save an average of $3,000 on new cars. When it comes to financing your purchase, look to AAA for competitive low rates. Once your vehicle's on the road, AAA auto insurance protects you in the event of a crash with Excellent coverage and competitive rates. You can even purchase an extended warranty that will help cover you if your vehicle is in need of repair. For repairs or maintenance for your vehicle, AAA has an extensive network of approved auto repair facilities. If your windshield gets damaged, AAA Auto Glass can repair or replacement. And when you really need help on the road, AAA Roadside Assistance is there 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Whether you need a flat tire changed, a dead battery jumped, or a tow. So for everything and anything automotive, go to AAA.com slash everything auto. Are you looking for the best deal on tires? You can trust Danvers Auto Engineering to deliver. From brand names at the best price to tire services to back up your new tire purchase. At Danvers Auto Engineering, we take great care to deliver complete customer satisfaction. Ready to shop for tires? Check out our online tire catalog and get instant pricing on our website. Go to DanversAuto.com. That's DanversAuto.com. You can trust Danvers Auto Engineering to deliver. Hey, what's going on there? It's Kurt again, your interstate battery guy, with some thoughts about how to avoid any summertime battery blues. You should charge your batteries before you use them, whether it's for your boat, your motorcycle, your jet skis, that Power Wheels car in the corner, or your cordless yard equipment. You know, after the long winter, you need to charge them up before you use them. At the Interstate All Battery Center in Woburn, we have just the charger you need and a complete line of batteries for those that have just had it. Interstate All Battery Center is also your storm prep center. We have a great line of flashlights, equipment, and alkaline or rechargeable batteries to get you through any power outage. So remember, we're here to help keep the fun, fun, fun in your some, some summertime. For more information, check us out at interstatebatteries.com in Woburn or stop by our store at 30 Nashville Street. For summer fun, always count on outrageously dependable Interstate Batteries. You're listening to The Car Doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on WROL, the Spirit of Boston. Again, if you want to find old programs, you can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, or uh, 
TuneIn Radio or if you go on the web, johnfpaul.podomatic.com, you'll find as many as I can put up. I have to, I have to start taking some down because I only have so much, I only pay for so much storage space and they only give me so much storage space. But it's kind of like, must be like giving up one of your kids. It's like, oh, I really like that show. I really, so I don't know what to do with them. But we, um, uh, we, we just casually mentioned Oregon for a minute. Uh, I was at the Ford AAA National Competition for the Student Auto Skills this week, uh, uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, through to Wednesday, actually. And um, the team from Oregon won, but the team from Massachusetts, which was uh, Jonathan Sherman, Nate Rand, and their instructor, Paul Araldi of Assabet Valley Vocational Technical High School, they actually came in ninth place. Out of 50 schools, so they did extraordinarily well. They got up on the big stage, got their big giant trophy, and a bunch of tools and prizes and all kinds of stuff. So it was nice to see uh, a New England school. They were the only New England school that placed in the top ten. So congratulations to Jonathan, Nate, and their instructor, Paul Araldi. And it was really nice, too, that uh, both the kids, their parents came, and I think one of the kids' siblings came, too. So it was nice they had that support, and Paul Araldi's wife came. So it was, uh, it was nice that the team had that support, and who knows, maybe that support is what got them into ninth place. And there is somebody who's in first place, Paul Sullivan. Just like um, American Pharaoh. Really? Yeah. Yeah, a trifecta of sorts? The um, triple crown. Did you, uh, did you uh, have, uh, do, you, do you bet on horses? Uh, I've been known to place occasional wager, yes. Play the, I mean, the pony, odds on that. Play the ponies, are, so to speak. Remember the old Foxborough Raceway? Yeah. 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 You went there a couple times, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember it. We used to go down there um, when, you know, when, when I grew up in West Roxbury. Mm. We think going down to Foxborough to the raceway was like a real field trip. Now, you know, I live out that way, so I do it every day. Yeah. But back then, there was nothing out there. No. If you drive down Route 1, that stretch now, and they're still building. They're, they're building. There's a couple of projects that are in the works right now yeah. because Patriot Place is just kind of... But the old Fox... Yeah, we used to go to the Harness. To the Harness. To the Harness. Uh, harness, yeah. So, so now you, you... Oh, you could go to... Oh, wait. You can't, you can't go to Plainville because there's a casino that's going to open in about a week. Yeah, but I think they're still racing. They're still going to race there, too? I think so, yeah. Really? Oh, I'm, okay. I'm not well, sure. Don't, yeah. don't take that to the, to the bank, so to speak. Yeah. But I, yeah. I think they are. Yeah, because uh, I think the, uh, the billboard I drive by all the time says Plainville Casino is going to open June 26th. Soon, yeah. It's coming yeah. up. Yeah, so... Of course, they were... They were building that the day after the vote went in, I think. Well, of course. Yeah, I think the trucks a, were waiting to get in through the gate. It's a lucrative enterprise. <laughs> you mean they can't? They don't build these palaces because people win lots of money at them? Uh, well, well, you know, there's going to be a diminishing return at some point yeah. because uh, everyone says, well, a casino, it's you know, cash yeah. cow. Well, I guess it is if there's one yeah. within about 100 miles. Yeah. But then when there are six or seven within that same uh, perimeter, it's, yeah. I, I don't know. My I, only, I, don't, I don't think it's sustainable. What do you think? Uh, no. I think it's like when they put a shopping mall in every other town, right. and eventually it's like there's not enough people to shop. Right. And uh, I just remember I, I, I've only been to Las Vegas once, and I went sort of at the end of the family-friendly time when mm -hmm. they were building amusement parks and stuff, and yeah. that didn't work out. No. So, but um, I won this odd coin. It was like this big, like double the size of a silver dollar coin. And eventually I decided to 
cashing in because it had no real value other than it was a it was worth fifty dollars in the casino. Yeah. And uh, I went to the cashier and cashed it in and. I said to her, yeah, you know, why don't you give me, uh, you know, the $50 to this so I can go win another couple thousand. Yeah. And she looked at me and said, 92. And I said, 92 what? <laughs> she said, 92% of you go home with less money than you came with. <laughs> and working there, said And that, eh? she was right. Yep. Yeah, that's how the economy works there. That's the way it Funny works. story about families and, um, and casinos. I, well, you know me, I hang around with five-year-olds most yep. of the day during the week. And a couple of years ago, when I was in the classroom teaching... Um, one of the one of the little kids said, "Hey, it was a Friday." He says, "We're going to um, Foxwoods," and I said, "Oh, all right. Um, are, do you stay in a hotel there?" And and he said to me, "Mr. Sullivan, Foxwoods is a hotel." <laughs> so, <laughs> so that so that's all they do. Yeah, exactly. They didn't know. They didn't no, know about no. the the den of gambling that goes the, on the there. Blissful ignorance. Yeah. Of I've I've, only, I've been to Foxwoods twice. Yep. and I've yet to spend a dollar there. It's like, I think I went there once to meet someone for dinner and went there once to use the bathroom yeah. or something. Yeah. And the only other, and the other casino, whatever the other one's called. Uh, Mohegan Sun. Mohegan Sun. Been yeah. there once, ate at Margaritaville and left and still never spent a dollar. I'm trying, I don't think I've ever been to Fox's. I've been to Mohegan Sun yeah. for a couple of concerts yeah. and kind of stayed over and yeah. of course you visit the, um, I'm blessed because I know that there are people who are just, um, they're, they're, they're prob they're sick, they're problem yeah. gamblers. Yeah. I've never had that. I can go to a table and say, you know, here, do this, and then yep. walk away. If I lose 20 bucks, I lose 20 bucks. But I've never had the, the drive or desire to do anything more than that. And so I consider that a blessing. It is. It yeah. is. Hey, we got to get going because... We're the, all, talking about gambling. And I, know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Everything but cars. Yeah, everything but cars. Yeah. since uh, 8.30 yeah. here? Yeah, I, I, have, I have a whole list of uh, 21 <laughs> retro <laughs> diners to go eat at, too. So who knows? Next week. Uh, next week, exactly. I need to do something between 8.30 and 9.00. Uh, till By the way, week. it's uh, ten oh three. It is. Uh, sorry about that, Marita. What's wrong with you? For the she's been playing the music. You, you don't know. Oh, I don't, you have don't have headphones, your headphones on. Sorry, she's been playing the music to get me out for four minutes now. The hook's gonna come soon. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Stay tuned for Paul Sullivan and the very best in Irish music. It's here all weekend on AM nine fifty WROL, the Spirit of Boston. Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, and be good to your car. Talk to you all next week. Bye bye.